Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. We are on the series topic or titled. We're on the series titled. Okay. I'm sure, like I, like I said in the first service, just walking into this atmosphere, you kind of know what we're talking about. Because he's here. The Holy Spirit himself is here with us. Manifest in so many different ways. The first service, I felt the Holy Spirit as a comfort, as a warmth. In the second service, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit as a powerhouse. As a powerhouse. Activating the power that is inside of us. Last week, Dara did, like I said, did an awesome job. I said that in first service, and I'm saying that with my full chest. He did an awesome job last week, and let's just praise God for his life. And talked about who the Holy Spirit is. God bless you. Thank you. And so I would just touch, about, touch on it a little bit, just so that we can have context, and we'll go from there. So like I did in the first service, I'm just going to talk about, I'm going to start by talking about the Trinity. Anyone heard of the Trinity before? The Trinity, the Trinity, the Trinity. If anyone heard of the Trinity before? Let's try. Okay, I'm just checking because I'm like, should I just, we just had a series on the Trinity. Well, I guess most of us heard the word Trinity before. But as I said, the Trinity is not a word that is in the Bible, but it's a word that connotes something in the Bible. The same way Christian is not a word that you find in the Bible. Rapture is not a word in the Bible, but... It defines a concept, something. And Trinity basically is the triumph nature of God. And so I said in the first service, if you're writing, write one, God is one. Two, God is three. And three, the three are not the same. God is one, God is three, and the three are not the same. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. I'm going to do the same intro like I did in the first service so that we can get and then I will get into it. Genesis 1, 1 to 3. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like I said, God is, if we have a Hebrew Bible, that God there is Elohim. And Elohim represents the trial nature. Um, Elohim represents plural. Eloha is one. Elohim is plural. And so every time they put God as Elohim, they, they mean the three, the three of them coming together to do something. And so the Bible says, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth, which is the three of them. And the Bible continued by saying, the earth was without form and void and darkness was in the face of the deep. And the Bible says the spirit of God was over. And then the first time the spirit of God is mentioned in the Bible, the creation process. And the three says, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And then we had the word Jesus. And that was the first time we see the manifestation, the symphony, the music that that was made by the three. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Like I said in the first service, the three of them have distinct distinct personalities. They do different things, but they work together. The three of them are not in competition with each other. The three of them let each one manifest the way each one is supposed to manifest. But the three of them need each other to manifest. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I, I would explain. God said, let there be light. 
the word, Jesus. And the Bible says, after that day was light. The Holy Spirit is the powerhouse of the Godhead. And so what it does is that it brings the things that has already been said to pass. And so the moment God said, which is the creative, side, creative part of the Godhead, and God said, I want there to be light. The things that comes out of his mouth is the word, which is Jesus. And then, because we read that in John, it says that the word made flesh. Jesus is the word made flesh, exactly. And so the moment God said, let there be light, that is Jesus, the word. And then the Holy Spirit brings those things to pass. And the Bible says in Genesis 1, 26, 26, the Bible says that God said, let us make man. I said the us there is, if you check your Bible, the you there is capital. God said the God there is Elohim. He said, let us make man in the, with the same symphony like that we work. And so now we have in us a triumph nature where we have our, our body, soul, Body, soul. So let us make man in our own likeness. And after the Bible said, after Jesus, after God made man, and then he breathed upon him, and that breath is the spirit of God. And so this morning, I hope I've been able to give you all a little foundation on the Trinity. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> So, um, in the first service, I talked about the, the Holy Spirit walking inside of us. And the second service, my topic is going to be the rivers. The rivers. Please, can I get my plenty of things? Thank you so much. The rivers. Bible says in John 7, 8, he who believes in me, just bring it up. John 7, 8 says, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living waters. I said in the first service that the moment we accept Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, and we invite the Holy Spirit inside of us, it starts to do his work inside of us. And then it starts to fix things, take out things, make things as beautiful, make the, the, the music as beautiful as it should be. And, but then that is for us. But when I talk about the rivers, I talk about the infilling of the Holy Spirit to overflowing. The infilling of the Holy Spirit to overflowing. This is for others. It's not just to bless you, but also to bless others. I said earlier that the Holy Spirit is the powerhouse of the Godhead. He's the one that gets things done. And so when it comes to him working inside of us and now working through us is to bring that kingdom come on earth. And so everything the Holy Spirit does through you is to bring the kingdom of God on earth. Let's move here. So I said in the first service that when we give our life to Christ and the Holy Spirit comes, what already is inside of us, it takes up, like Dara said in first service, the cap is up, is off last week. So it takes up the cap and then it starts to fill us. And then it keeps filling us and then we start to change. Our personalities start to 
be better. We start to deal with whatever vices, anger, whatever it is. All those things start to um, strip off. But then it gets to a point whereby we're so full that we start to overflow. And so when the Holy Spirit come, come inside of us, and then it starts to change all of those things that needs to change before it launches us into whatever ministry has called us to. You don't just accept the Holy Spirit and then tomorrow you start doing the work. The moment Jesus was baptized in the water, the Bible says and the, 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 there was a, the Holy Spirit came upon him and then there was a voice that said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And then after that, the Bible says, and Jesus then went in with the Holy Spirit and then set himself apart. And then the Holy Spirit started to fill him up. He went through temptation, whatever that looks like. He went through a little bit of breaking of his body, whatever that looks like. The Bible says he didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. So maybe there was a lot of breaking that needed to be done. If you all remember Jesus at 12. <laughs> it's not Jesus at 30. And then that, that happened in the, in the wilderness. And the Bible says after Jesus was done, he said he came out on the power of the Holy Ghost. Then it could, go, then it could be overflowing. Because the Holy Spirit is not asking for your message to be overflowing. He's not asking for your vices to be overflowing. Because when he has dealt with whatever he needed to deal with, take away, and then now you're coming in the power of the Holy Ghost, you're not coming by yourself anymore. And then you're ready to give people what is inside of you because those things are right. You're ready to give people the assignment. You're ready to do the work. Because you know what the Holy Spirit does is that he tells you when and how. The Holy Spirit opened my eyes to something two nights ago. He said, when, when you're given a word, when you're given an assignment, he said that we don't know that the moment we get a word from God, that is Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. And he said that, he said the moment we get that word as an assignment, it can't do anything yet until the Holy Spirit starts to help you get the work done. So before Jesus is able to do the assignment, he needed the Holy Spirit. And so the moment you start to do the assignment, all up to the, the fulfillment, which was the death of Jesus, to the resurrection. And so the moment you're done with your assignment, and, I, and then you go meet the Father, well, your assignment is still speaking for you because it died and it resurrected. I would explain that later, in further later. This morning, my job is to make us understand. I know I have preached this thing before about the body of Christ. But make us understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our assignment. I said when we're praying that we are, we are so used to, you know, the, the, we, when we come to God, we, we, when it's time to pray, you're asking God for this, you know, or you, you're going to Jesus. And, and then sometimes we just forget the Holy Spirit. Except we want to start speaking in tongues, then we'll be like, okay, now we, I need you. Pray for me. But that's not what the Holy Spirit is all about. 
everything that was done. How Jesus was baptized. How Jesus was led into the wilderness. How Jesus was led out of the wilderness. How Jesus turned water to wine. How Jesus healed the sick. How Jesus resurrected the dead. How Jesus died. How Jesus was resurrected. It's all by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led Jesus to a point that Jesus knew that when Jesus said, my time has not come. The Holy Spirit led him to a point where he understood that until he says I should go, I'm not going to go. I might be God on earth. I might be God, but I I have a father inside of me. Remember, Jesus said, he said, my father in me. Jesus acknowledged that the Holy Spirit was his father. Because God is not inside. The Holy Spirit was what was inside of Jesus. Bible says, and the Holy Spirit... (laughs) Minister to Mary. I love how Aaron pulled it in the disciple class. He said the Holy Spirit had the power to take God and crunch him to, crunch him to a point whereby he could turn to a baby and fit into a womb. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was Jesus' father. Not Joseph. The power of the Holy Spirit. The moment you get your assignment, your assignment is not go, 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 go. It is wait, 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 wait. What if Jesus at 30, the moment he came out with the power of the Holy Ghost, went straight to the cross? The job of the Holy Spirit is to tell you when. To teach you how. But you see the problem. There's a problem. Psalm 78 verse 41b. Psalm 78 verse 41b. I can read A. It says yes again and again they tempted God. And they limited the only one of Israel. And they limited the only one of Israel. The biggest problem is that we limit the Holy Spirit. That is the biggest problem. A lot of us, this was how we started when we gave our lives to Christ in this shape. But the Holy Spirit can only feel to this capacity. But when you come in this shape, (laughs) I don't think all three bodies can feel feel this thing. Increase your capacity. By the renewing of your mind. You can limit God. The Holy Spirit doesn't possess. I said that in the first service. He doesn't control. He only goes as you allow him to. And so he's saying I've called you. To be a prophet in your generation. But when he starts with the little things. Like, oh, just tell that lady that you just passed that God loves her. You can tell her yourself. How would the Holy Spirit now tell you to go lay hands on somebody? Stop limiting the Holy Spirit. Stop limiting the Holy Spirit. Peter and Paul, 
I love this example. Peter and Paul. We all know Peter. Peter walked with Jesus. From the, from the beginning, when Jesus started his assignment, Peter was probably even Jesus' best friend. So he knew a lot. He saw Jesus do a lot of things. And so when, when it was time after Jesus has died and people said, but you were with Jesus, we all saw that Peter denied Jesus. I don't blame him. He didn't have the Holy Spirit. So I don't blame him. Because a lot of things Jesus did, even when Jesus said that I, that I would die, they started saying, God forbid, you will not die. Blah, blah, blah. Just, Jesus, Jesus didn't even fight it because like, you don't have the Holy Spirit, so you don't understand. But the same Peter that denied Jesus three times, the same Peter that came out in the boldness and said, you guys crucified Jesus. The same Jesus that was sent to help you, 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 you killed him. But then there's a second chance. But you see, the problem with Peter was that his mind was small. I think, you know, Peter had seen Jesus finish. See, finish. Because... The same Peter that saw all of these things. Now in the, with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, um, God told him through dreams. He had to talk to him like four times on one issue. Came in dreams. Came in vision. At the point, he's like, you know what? Go and open the door. They are outside. But Paul. Paul met Jesus once. See, so I tell you, when you encounter Jesus, you encounter Lordship. Because Paul did not say, Jesus. He said, Lord. Because he saw lordship. And from that moment, the things that Paul did, this capacity was so widened that the Holy Spirit could do so many things through Paul. But Peter was like, but you said, these people don't deserve it. But these people deserve it. Oh, these people don't look like it. Oh, these people need to be circumcised. Oh, that, that, that. But the Holy Spirit will meet you where you're at. And so he went to Paul. And Paul is like, whatever you have me do, I will do. When you meet with Jesus, it's a total surrender. And so we have books in the Bible that says, Paul wrote to this. Paul writing to the Romans. He didn't care <laughs> writing to the Corinthians. He didn't care where they are from, where they are from. Everybody deserves Jesus. Everybody should get it. This morning, the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us that he's able, he's able to do the assignment that you believe God has given to you, with you. Through you. All grace is abound. But you see, the, the, another problem with the body of Christ right now, I said this, I think two days ago, yesterday, in the um, volunteers retreat, I said that people always covet the most attractive gift, the most attractive assignment, the stage assignment. But then the Holy Spirit, like I said, will meet where you are at and give you the stage assignment. And then you become a duplicate. 
where you've been uniquely made. You are different. And the same Holy Spirit who is able to manifest in the lives of the person that you see on the altar is the same Holy Spirit that is able to manifest inside your life. It's the same power you have access to. It's not every time somebody has to lay hands on you, lay hands on yourself. Stop coveting assignments because they look attractive. Quick story as I round up. A group of people, they were supposed to go on an assignment. And so they met with their CEO and the CEO gave everyone a different folder. Different departments. And so he picked different people from different departments. And so gave everyone a different folder and said, I need you to go to this city and do whatever your folder says. And so they go into the plane and they were going to the city. They, don't, they didn't know each other like that. So in the plane, some of them started talking. Some of them didn't care. They get to their destination. Some people linked up and life continued. And so in the, in the city that they were at, everybody was every, they were sent there for a couple of years. So maybe five years, nothing too long. Do your assignment, come back and report. And so some of them were sent with the assignment to be prophets. Some of them were sent in the assignment to be evangelists. Some were sent with a word of wisdom. Some were sent with a word of knowledge. Everybody with individual assignment. And the folder also told them how to do it. And so some of them, like I said, are connected. A couple of years later, they met up. Like two or three of them. The one of them was called to be an evangelist. Met up with the, um, yes, met up with the one that was called to be a prophet. And so the prophet was like, so... How are you? How's it going? What's been happening? How's the assignment going? And the one who's supposed to be an evangelist was like, God has been moving supernaturally. He was like, oh, really? I'm like, how many cities have you visited? I was like, oh, no, I started a church. He said, you started a church? He said, yes, I started a church. Like, in fact, every Sunday, we have a hundred people give their life to Christ. All of, and, she, and he was like, when last did you open your folder? And she said, I haven't opened that thing in years. I was like, bring your folder. And she brought it and he opened it and said, but your folder said you're supposed to be an evangelist. But she said, but God is moving. <laughs> God is going to bless his work no matter what. The worst thing is to be successful in the wrong assignment. She was very successful, so she thought she was she, not the worst part of it, no, ignorance, there was not even ignorance because she knew what her assignment was like, or it was supposed to be. But then, and it was like, but this is what he says. It's like, she's like, God is still blessing. Leave it, don't worry, it's okay. I have something to, I have many things to report. And so the one with that I was called with the words, um, words of knowledge went out with a couple of friends to a place. And while I was there, they were about to like, the person that was there, the Holy Spirit spoke into his heart and said, I need you to talk to this person. I just told this person a couple of things. And when he stepped out of the place, the Holy Spirit reminded him and said, I needed to talk to that person. And he said, Holy Spirit, you see the people of nowadays, they don't like to listen. You know, yeah, very valid excuse. They don't like when people tell them that they are doing something wrong. They are so sensitive. Before you know it, they'll be angry. And they were supposed to give me a contract. It will not give me the job anymore. And it was just going on and on and on and on. And the Holy Spirit kept quiet. And he had a magnificent assignment. But he put a barrier for himself. And so it was time to go back. 
And so they all got into the plane and it's time to meet with the CEO. And so the CEO started calling them one after the other. And so called the one that was supposed to be an evangelist and said, so how's the, how's the assignment go? And she was so excited. I started the church. We have like five services. The spirit of the Lord always moves every Sunday. We had hundred. In fact, the last time I checked was over a thousand people gave their life to Christ. Our Titan offering in the millions. And the CEO said, can I have your folder? And he, and he opened and said, but your father said you are to be an evangelist. He said, but it doesn't matter. I did the work. I did the assignment. I did. He said, I don't know you. CEO said to her, I don't know who you are. I don't know you. I don't know your assignment. I only know what I had given to you. And the CEO said, everything you have done will be wiped away. Five years, ten years of walking, probably coming to church 6 a.m. to 12 to 5 p.m., probably working Mondays to Friday trying to make the church look good, probably going through all of pictures, counting, accounting, all of these things, buying this, doing this, all of it is wiped away. They have no worth. He said, You will not be remembered. And told her to get away from his front. And then the next person came, the guy with the word of knowledge. And the CEO said, how did your assignment go? And he started going. The people that you have created now, they are not like the people of the old. The people of the old are very receptive. These ones don't want to hear the truth. They just, it was just going on and on with so many excuses. And like the Bible said, the poor in the, the talent, it will take away things that the one that went to bury it, the Bible says he took it away. And what did he do? Everything that he had done, he gave it to the evangelist. All the profit that they should have collected, he gave it to the evangelist. He said, Because you used to, you did exactly what I had told you. Here is your reward. And in addition. And so this morning I'm here to tell you. Don't covet the things that you look. That think you looks attractive. Your assignment is attractive enough. Just let the Holy Spirit walk through you. Let the Holy Spirit walk through you. It might look so big, but God, how do I accomplish this? You've called me to do this. How do I accomplish it? The Holy Spirit, Bible says, is a standby. And so he will stand by you and he will walk with you step by step. The Holy Spirit is not just for man. Do we know that? The Holy Spirit walks through everything. And so when it's time for you to go do the assignment, it goes ahead of you and walk into the walk in the lives of the people you're supposed to talk to. It goes ahead of you and walk even in the instruments that you're supposed to use. It goes ahead of you and walk that make sure that the road is clear. There is no traffic. It goes ahead of you and make sure your car is working properly. That's why everything now begins to work for you. 
Only when you walk in assignment. And so this, this day, I just want us to bow our heads and I just want us to pray. And our prayer is this. Holy Spirit, walk through me in the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is not going to do anything that is outside of the will of the Father. But you have to let him walk through you in that will. Holy Spirit, walk with me in the will of the Father. Walk through me in the will of the Father. Walk in me with the will in the will of the Father. Walk through me, Holy Spirit. I want to walk in the will of the Father. I want to manifest your power everywhere I go. I want to walk with your presence everywhere I go. Walk through me. Walk through me. And so also if you are here, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, you've been hearing about the Holy Spirit. And you're saying, but I want him to. I want him to. The Holy Spirit will only come after you've surrendered your life to him. Please, I want you to step out. If you're saying, Holy Spirit, I want you to. All of these things that you did in Jesus, you did through Jesus. I want to be able to do it. He only does as far as you let him. Please step out now. Let us pray together. Holy Spirit, I want you to walk in me and walk through me. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus... And open your heart for the Holy Spirit to come in. Please step forward and let's pray together. I'll give a few more seconds. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. The things the Holy Spirit is about. Being, being the powerhouse of the Godhead. The things that the Holy Spirit can do. He can also do it through you. It's, been, it's made available for you too. All you have to do is surrender and open your heart to him. Holy Spirit, I want to hear you more. I want to live by instruction. Lead by instruction. Move by instruction. The ultimate cheat sheet, like I said in the first service. I want you to lead me as well. Please step forward. And if you are also online... And you're saying, I also want the same Holy Spirit to walk inside of me. Please, you text the number that's, that's going to come up on your screen and save to that number. And we're going to pray with you. Because the Holy Spirit is, is available for everyone. And so, Father, we thank you for every one of your children who have said that they want to receive you and receive the Holy Spirit inside of them. Father, you said that anyone... Then anyone that comes to you, you will accept. That you will draw them closer to you. Father, they have come to you and they have opened their hearts. 
We ask that their hearts receive from you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask that you, you come and dwell with them, live in them, and walk through them. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. For in Jesus' most precious Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.